Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Read with your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Read. I'm Michelle Martin, and our book in focus today is Transition, the story of veteran journalist Pian Balji, told against the backdrop of social and political change here in Singapore. He's 75, I've, I've been told on good authority, 75 this year, and he's been a journalist under the administration of all three of our prime ministers here in Singapore. The book reveals how he forms his views, the views he currently holds, which he says are always, quote, pro-Singapore, but not necessarily pro-government or pro-opposition. The book reveals how what began as a casual catch-up between two friends developed into weekly two, then three-hour sessions, and ultimately grew into this biography, a 40-year perspective of changing social, economic, and political life in Singapore, seen through the discerning eye of a veteran journalist, written by Woon Tai Ho, currently the Chief Executive Officer for RHT Digital and Media, and the book's subject, Pian Balji, a veteran newspaper journalist himself, joins us live as well. Gentlemen, good morning, and congratulations on the book. Thank you. Good to have you both. Balji, I hear you are waist deep in your second act in life. Uh, what does that look like? And what do you say to listeners here on Money FM? We're all about money, of course, and retirement and retiring well. So what does your second act look like? And what do you say to listeners on Money FM who are anticipating their own transition here in Singapore? Okay, uh, let, let me first say that make sure that you get a good wife <laughs> who can take care oh. of your money. She must mm-hmm. be your finance minister plus your investor, plus your stock market analyst, on and on and on, you know. So that's the first uh, first point. The second point is that don't try and not buy things on higher purchase. Don't buy on mortgage. Don't use mortgage, you know. I mean, it's easy for me to say. I come mm-hmm. from a very different era. I am against mortgage mainly because uh, when you finish paying up, let's say, for your house, you would have paid double the amount. And the money goes to the bank, right? And it's not that the banks need more money. They should be giving us more money. So I think that's the second point. And the third point is that you need to plan your so-called second act way in advance when you're in your job. Don't do it when you leave. So do it. I started planning for it maybe about 10 years, 15 years. So This uh, is when you're in the Today newsroom or an SPH newsroom when you start planning? I was uh, for three plus two, five years in Today. Before that, I was in uh, SPH. So I started planning when I was in SPH. And one of the things that made me want to to plan for this, uh, for my August years, you know, is the fact that it can come to you anytime. Your bosses or your, your board can come to you anytime and say, Balji, I think your deputy is ready to take over. So if you don't prepare for that eventuality, which will happen, I'm not against it. But if you don't prepare for it, then you will, you can get very disillusioned. So when I had to go and I went on my own terms, the time I was in uh, today, I told my group CEO, I'm leaving. And he said, oh, can't you stay on for two more years? I said, no. You You gave me a contract for three years and I've done, I finished my contract and I'm leaving. So that's how it happened. Good advice. Great money advice as well. Taiho, what exactly spurred you to write this book about Balji? And when your subject is a critical uh, newspaper editor, veteran one, how do you ensure that the book is critical of the subject? No, actually, it didn't start off as a book. Like what you said earlier, earlier on, we were just chatting once a week. And then midway, I thought that uh, there was enough content 
to go into a book. And then I started looking at it at a, as a book seriously. Yeah. But I must say that uh, I learned a lot from writing this book because I didn't know that I was way, in, way into my second act because my first act was broadcasting, you know, and the corporate life. My second act is really writing. So I was also knee deep into my second act. But I want to say that as all of us grow older, many of us will actually grow a lot older than our parents because we are expected to live till 80, 90, even 100. Yeah? Sure. So yeah. second acts or even third acts are very important. And like what Baoji says, you need to plan way, way ahead. You can't just say, oh, I think I need to leave. I need to go into a second act. So you need to plan. And I urge all your listeners to read the book because you can learn quite a lot from PN Baoji. Fantastic. So are you in transition yourself, Taiho, when writing yeah. this book? Yeah, because right now, uh, I didn't know that I could actually make a reasonably good living uh, writing and we're happy without being involved in the corporate world. Fantastic. Good to hear. Balji, you published your own book, Reluctant Editor, the Singapore Media, as seen through the yes. eyes of a veteran newspaper journalist. And that was back in 2019. Yes. So how did you hope that this book would be different? What did you come oh, well, Yeah, well, I was very... It was very clear in my mind that the reluctant editor is all about my profession, right? So it has nothing to do with my personal life. Uh, transition is quite a lot of it in my personal life. Also, as you said, transitioning from a, a different era of Singapore, you know, the different times of Singapore. And I think that was, I never thought that Taiho would be such a great uh, person who could interview me and extract all this information which I was reluctant to give at first, but he managed to he managed to squeeze all these things out of me. I don't think I've left out anything. I might have, but I don't think so. Uh, so that that was what the, the the motivation for the first book. The second motivation was that see, Singapore media is known to be uh, very pro the government, and I, I I don't deny that. But there have been editors my experiences with my bosses, editor-in-chief or editors-in-chief and editor of the Straits Times. And they all have, in because of my own personal interaction with them and when they meet government and what goes on uh, behind the scenes, that some of these people were not who will just, when the government says walk, they won't just jump. They will, there are many instances, I think a few I mentioned in the book, they will stand their ground and say, whoever the person is, Mr. Lee, or I don't know which Mr. Lee I'm referring to, Mr. Senior Lee, that if you do this, this is what will happen, you know? So sometimes the Senior Lee listens, sometimes he doesn't. And when he doesn't listen, uh, the editors will just follow what he says. You know? So it it is not so, it was not such a simple matter of just listening to the government. There were many cases, you know, as I've outlined in my book, there are many cases where even I was personally involved, some of them. So that is the other motivation, because this is part of the media story that has not really been told. Right. I was, and it was, I thought it was quite interesting. You start the book uh, with the infamous question, do you get a knock on, on your door in the middle of the night? As <laughs> yeah. someone in the media, so far, so far, you no. take it on. 
<laughs> so fun. Read the book to find out. It's in That's the first so couple of pages. Uh, mm -hmm. Balji, you've lived through and worked, uh, you know, and, and seen Singapore develop under Lee Kuan Yew, Go Chok Tong, and Lee Hsien Long, all three of Singapore's prime ministers. And the book raises questions, what happens after the third generation leaders? What are some mm -hmm. scenarios that you explore? I think the first thing is, uh, uh, let me let me say that you cannot expect the fourth generation leadership to be like that of the Lee Kuan Yew leadership. I hope it would be uh, because Lee Kuan Yew, although was very um, brutal in the way he, de he dealt with his opposition, uh, I am quite sure that the fourth generation leaders won't do that. But they still have to, one, be tough in decision making, two, and following Lee Kuan Yew's policies uh, blindly, I think won't work. And I am not confident that the fourth the uh, four G leadership will be able to do that. That they will say, okay, this is not going to work. Although it was came from uh, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew and and company, now we have to move in a different way, totally in a different way. I'm not so convinced that four G will. Go on that path. I hope they do, but I, I'm not sure. And you say this based on the experience of COVID. Does that make an appearance in the book, or you know, what, what uh, is no, this no. Based this, on? this book. Uh, uh, you mean the you mean transition? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do talk. I think a bit about transition. I'm glad that uh, we have overcome transition in a comfortable way, mm -hmm. but they started off very badly. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to tell you of how the dormitory situation was. You know? And many people, even before COVID, were telling the government, especially the activists, uh, please look at this, you know, because it's a crowded place and anytime anything can happen. But the government didn't listen. And then they kind of paid a heavy price in the sense that we could have got out of COVID much earlier. Mm -hmm. So we all suffered. All of us suffered. Not partly. I think one of the main reasons was that the, the spread of COVID in the dormitories. All right. Well, you know, some might say hindsight is twenty twenty, and a lot of countries are finding their way through different mechanisms and, and trial and error. Taiho, help us understand a little bit about the overview of how you approach this book. I mean, Balji's background is print, right? Your background is broadcast. So you're a veteran visual media practitioner. How did you want to portray Balji's story through this book? What, what was your approach? I think I use Singapore, the situation in Singapore, and it runs parallel to Balji's uh, life, life and time. So I think that allowed me to look at not just the man, but also the country he lives in. And of course, very at many points in the book, he talks very passionately about the country he lives in. So the book is not just about Baoji, but also about Singapore uh, in transition. Baoji, you mentioned that the majority of publications that you were involved with were at one point underdogs. Can you share your approach as a leader in the newsroom and how, how you approach journalistic culture? Okay, I worked for five newspapers and uh, I was the editor of, I think, four of them. So I worked in the Malay Mail first, then in the New Nation, then the Straits Times, New Paper, and finally in Today. So five newspapers. And all of them, except the Straits Times, when I worked there for a brief, maybe two years, they were all underdogs. And being an underdog uh, in, my pro in my professional career for nearly 40 years was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because if I had been in a path which is uh, everything is given to you, I don't think I would be the person I am today. What do I mean by that? I mean that uh, the way I think, the way I act, the way I deal with my children, uh, the way I deal with my grandsons today, uh, I am very much, I think through a problem 
especially when dealing with them. And I don't offer solutions which are obvious. I try and offer solutions which are kind of off the beat. And I think the the, the training in the, the these newspapers, especially in new paper and today, provided me that gave me that uh, experience. And uh, and also one other thing I must say here, I'm not sure whether I said it anywhere else is that the government actually closed one eye on the new paper. They gave us the freedom. They didn't tell us that, but they gave us the freedom to operate the way we wanted. The new paper was a, a product of Lee Kuan Yew's vision. He wanted an English language newspaper that would be something like the Shinmin Daily News. He came to that conclusion because he felt that the Straits Times couldn't reach the, the type of people that the new paper could reach. So that gave me especially, and of course my staff, the opportunity to experiment. You know, If I had worked for a mainstream paper, experimenting would be the last thing in, I would think of. So we experimented in many ways, you know, uh, whether it was uh, a covering of football, whether it was covering of human interest, even politics, you know. When the elections of 2011 happened, mm-hmm. the new paper ran a series of stories with the question, why? Why did the PAP lose in this seat? Why did the PAP lose in that seat? But of course, to uh, to offer us a sense of balance, I also had a page on how did the PAP win in this seat and they got such a good majority. So that gave, and, and also, I, I somehow felt that the journalists being asked to cover will try and self-censor. So I said, no self-censorship, just go and ask, let them say what they want, editing I will do. And in the end, it turned out to be one of my most, uh, I was the proudest, I would say, the proudest moment in my journalism career. If you've just joined us, we're reading Transition, the story of PN Balji, written by Woon Tai Ho. And both Tai Ho and Balji are joining me live this morning. Tai Ho, you interview a number of other people to give us a, a portrait of Balji in the newsroom. And I think Irene Ho is mentioned in the book, and she says Balji was not someone you had to manage upwards. How important was it for you to get as many different voices in on this book to give us a picture of, of who Balji is as a person? It was uh, wanted to have not just Balji's views on Singapore and on himself, but also, most importantly, from his family. So I spoke to his wife, I spoke to his daughter, I even spoke, emailed his uh, daughter in uh, Canada, and then I spoke to his grandsons, and also to one man who sees him as a father. So, and Irene Ho, and a few others. Uh, so in the end, I got a pretty good idea of who he is, not just from himself and his views on Singapore, but also on from these people who knew him. I, I would say this, Balji says he will not talk, but actually everyone that I spoke to agreed to talk to me. So That's great. Uh, yeah, so I think he has a big base out there and that base is very much on his side. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, final question to both of you. Balji, what do you hope readers will take from this book and then we'll hear from the author? From this book, I wanted to be very cheeky and say nothing, but that's 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 not acceptable. But I, I think they will, <laughs> I think they will, I hope, see how the older generation, I belong to that group, how we survived, how we fought, what we did, and also 
we are very different from the present generation in the way that we think, the way they we act. And also, one other thing that is now a favorite topic of mine is that, I mean, people like us and Taiho, partly because of our dealings with government, we have a reservoir of knowledge about Singapore and the region. You know? And one of the things that irritates me when I go to my coffee shop to talk with my friends, and I find that people in their 40s, 50s who I talk to, their knowledge of Singapore is, I'm sorry to use this word, is very shallow. And by that I mean, they are just some, many of them are just criticize Singapore for the sake of criticizing. But when you right. question them deeper, mm-hmm. you find that, hey, uh, of course, they, they, they withdraw. When they withdraw, you know that they have lost, lost the argument, you know. So I think that is, to me, the big takeaway. Like, that I hope it will be a big takeaway for, for the readers. Okay, more insight about Singapore. Taiho, what did you hope? to share with readers in this book uh, most? One of the biggest reasons why I want to portray someone like Baoji is because I think he's one of the very few Singaporeans who have a personal view on Singapore. And he's not afraid to share it. So I think that uh, if the reader has to take away anything, is that have your own personal view and don't be afraid if your view mm-hmm. is different from others. Mm-hmm. You know, Because mm-hmm. it's always good that we have our own point of view. And this book shows you that. And it's quite important to be individual and have your own signature. I just I just want to add to this because when Taiwo was talking, I thought of something which happened to sure. me quite recently. Somebody, okay. one of my close friends, one of my close friends told me, uh-huh. asked me, I've not met him for a while, and he said, no, you write all these articles. Don't you get, uh, doesn't the government come after you? I say, no, as far as, as, far as I know. Uh, they have not arrested me under ISA. They have not, there was no midnight knock on my door. They have not sued me. And I said, I think the reason is in all, I would say in all my uh, commentaries that I've written, I'm very balanced. I, I give the government's point of view. I give the other view. And I finally take a position in the article, which may not be pro-government, right? So I think it is very difficult to, to take me to court, for example, because my articles are written, all of them, I would say, are written in that way. So, yeah. Okay, well, don't be afraid to have a view. And it's a great book. It gives us a lot of insight into uh, changing newspaper or newsroom cultures, I think, uh, across 40 years. So really fascinating just on that point itself. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Moon Taiho is the author of Transition, the story of P.N. Balji. And you just heard P.N. Balji himself, the veteran journalist. Have a great day ahead. This is Reed. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.